hesitation got me going crazy keep it moving i'm tuned in to true north racing the podcast that you need if you got the need for speed john morrison interviewing guests in the industry short track stock car racing gotta get it hyped saturday night under the lights hear the engine rooming by smell the gas and feel the vibe going into overdrive drop the flag then the car zooming by hey true north racing let's go Welcome back, guys, to episode 72 of the True North Racing Podcast, brought to you by Joe Media Promotions. I'm your host, John Morrison. Joining me, as always, is our amazing co-host, Megan Mitchell. Megan, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you, John? I'm doing all right. How was, uh, how was your weekend? It was eventful. Yeah. It was exciting, yeah. You guys were back good. at Flamborough? Yeah. We, uh, weren't sure if we had our break situation completely figured out. But we were told that if we just take it out, sometimes you, you're like, because like we had break, it was just kind of soft. Yeah. So we were told if you just take it out and you run it, sometimes it will come back. So it's pretty much what happened. And, you know, we went out and my dad was, I think he was running some of his best lap times yet. Started about third in the first feature and which had me like real nervous. I just. I get anxiety over everything, so I was scared, and I mean, he did really good. He held on to second and third for a while, led a few laps, and um, yeah, I ran third most of the feature, brought it home fifth, so I mean, we had 16 pure stocks show up, which was incredible, so it was just it was real good, and then started eighth in the second feature, brought it home eighth. It's a few few scratches little touch-ups we got to do on the car but nothing nothing serious so yeah robin's racing so what can you do it was exciting yeah i mean i don't don't even think my dad slept saturday night he was so excited it's like 2 a.m and i'm texting like okay i think i'm going to bed now night he's I'm so excited. I can't fall asleep. He he ran such a good race. <laughs> we we were walking down. And I can't remember why we were walking down. Oh, we were I think we we're getting food. Mm-hmm. No, because we just got there. I think Jack and I had to go to the bathroom or something like that, and the races were just about to start. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we looked up and we see, you know, 73 at the top of the board. I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna go up here. Jackson's like, Jackson's like, gotta go that. I'm like, okay. So I go up to the top of the hill. I'm just standing there, just like, way to go, Rick. <laughs> I'm just watching him make laps, and then, you know, uh, oh, who came up and passed him there? 28, could- 20, Chris. Yeah, Chris Lawrence caught him and uh, passed him. I'm like, all right, second, second, that's pretty good. And then I see him and Eric Stewart get in, you know, get in change positions i'm like okay still respectful mm-hmm. and i ended up having to, i ended up walking away from the race and uh heading back down but man the way your dad ran was just amazing loved it mm-hmm. um he's i'm excited for next week now i'm too i, because, I think he's excited because he's our guest next week so i i'm ex- i'm super excited about that um and we're going to touch on that. And again, you are going to be leading the interview that time. We're just throwing <laughs> you in here and just seeing what happens. 
I don't know what I was thinking about this because I don't know. Like, my dad can figure out how to work Zoom on his own and stuff. I'm like, but I feel like it might be a little easier if I just go over there and record from the same thing as him. So I'm going to feel a little weird to sit literally right beside him. <laughs> so, Dad, uh, <laughs> t- tell us about this that I already know about but <laughs> but that that's what helps because then if there's a something that misses mm-hmm. you can grab it hey, you forgot this <laughs> hey remember that you yeah you said that but you also said <laughs> you remember this. that one time <laughs> oh, I'm excited it's been I mean I think that was uh, that I cried I cried after his first feature because I was so nervous and I mean, I've watched him race before, but that was back in 2000, 2006, 2007. And I mean, our car was under par for what the Thunder cars were at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to see him run, but not very much up front. So to see him lead laps and like finish the way he did, like he he ultimately could have had a third place finish, but the car got a little loose in the last couple laps and it allowed um, Jillian and Kyle to sneak their way through the bottom. But I'm confident that like he, he could have had a podium. And it's coming. Like I'm so excited for him. <laughs> There's what about four races left for you guys. I think, so. I think three or four and, I mean, all, we, we were supposed to be bringing this car out just to test it, get it set up. That way we know how to set up mine for next year and Chase's for next year. He's like, I'm just going to take it easy. And then he's out there doing this. I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm not <laughs> what mad. Is, like, yeah. <laughs> but where did it come from? <laughs> oh, man. But that guy, you could tell that guy's uh, enjoying his time out there. He is. As everyone keeps asking me, like, so are you going to get back in the car this year? I'm like, no. I can't take it. I can't take that joy from my dad. He's having so much fun. I would feel like such an ass. Uh, yeah. To even ask. So I'm like, no, like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I had fun last year and I'm going to have fun next year. I mean, my dad will, after this, you're not going to see him get back out. Like, he's going to be back next year. I guarantee it. So, yeah. But still, like, it's it's nice to hear so many other drivers come up and compliment him and tell him like you know i'm having so much fun racing with you like and it's given me a better outlook like i'm i'm more of a visual learner i need to see it happen so the whole time my dad's sitting there telling me last year like you got to do this you got to do that i didn't get it i didn't grasp it at all and i made a lot of mistakes and this year i'm watching him and i'm like okay all right, I get it. I see what he's doing. I see what he meant. So it's ultimately helped me a lot too. So it's it's been a really good three nights so far, but I'm enjoying it. Oh, that's good. Um, it was a <clears throat> it was a wild night though in that pure stock race. In all, in most of the divisions, it was just. I was gonna say it seemed like all across the board, all divisions. It was kind of a wild night i don't know if it's because i think there was a full moon last week yeah but like that would have affected us more yeah. last week not this yeah week. like I, I don't know what was going I, on. yeah the only reason i think that didn't really have issues was the uh mini stocks mm-hmm. 
I think that was the only race that didn't. Like we even the CBMs, we only had two cautions. I think. Second race only took like eleven minutes, so I'm. Mm-hmm. I think we went pretty well, but yeah, I, I, but the the pure stocks they they had a rough night. The Canon mm-hmm. midgets had a rough night. Um, thank God my GoPro survived. As you say, I, I thought I saw Ty Cavalum come come off not so great. Oh no, that second feature, I I had my GoPro in car on him on that one. It was not. Anywhere it shouldn't be. Yeah. Unlike that first feature. I, in the in the first feature, I was gonna put it on I was gonna put it on a bar and have it facing out the back. But I'm a little bit bigger and it, it I didn't want to take it like at you know push on the car too much because I know how sensitive the cars can be as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I was like, screw it. It's you know. He's starting near the back. Let's just throw it back here and see what happens. The next thing I look back and there's like four other cars lined up behind him. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, please come home in one piece. <laughs> and I put a TikTok up and I, w- I one thing I always do, and it, it's not, it's, this wasn't a thing I just did for this particular one. I do mm-hmm. it for like every time a GoPro goes into a CVM, I will go up to the camera wave to it and then walk <laughs> off <laughs> or as i'm walking up to it after a session i just start waving to it yeah i i have a ton of videos that are just of me waving to my gopro as i'm coming up to it you should make like a whole video i got it i'm gonna piece them all together you waving every time <laughs> i'm gonna piece them all together because like if, especially like if i put it in a very vulnerable spot yeah like a cvm can snap loose if i have that thing on the rear bumper i may not have a gopro <laughs> or same thing if it rubs up against the outside wall going down the back stretch i may not have it, it may just unclip itself i i almost lost the one one night when it was on scott's car mm-hmm. it had actually come undone i walked up and i just bing, i'm like that wasn't supposed to happen. Well, like that's not supposed to be like that, but it held on. Um, oh. but yeah, if you guys want to go check out my latest TikTok, um, I think it's Jomo nine three two. I'm just gonna look at it real quick. Yeah, Jomo nine three two. Wow, that thing's got a bunch of views already. Holy crap, seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Hasn't even been up for a day yet. Um. But I love your question. You know, your comment is like, I, I need to know which GoPro was it. <laughs> As I've said here before, I have a cursed one and a good one. But sometimes the cursed one acts like the good one and the good one acts like the cursed one. So I don't know which is which anymore. Um, <laughs> but I want to get the most picture perfect quality. If any of you guys see any of my videos, if there's a line through it, that's the cursed one, as we call it. Um we'll just funny i i've never noticed the line through it maybe i'm just too focused on other things that i just i don't even notice the line and when you commented that like fair that makes sense the (laughs) uh video i put of um ronnie rutherford spinning that was that was on the bad one 
that that was on the cursed one. And I tried to, I had to go up to, he broke in that feature too. And I had to go up and tell him, he's like, he's like don't tell me you put the cursed one in there. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> no, that wasn't me, Rodney. Um, But yeah, it was, Joe Media Drivers did very well on the weekend. Ended up in victory lane a few times. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud. I'm proud of the guys. Um, Megan and my Megan messaged me Friday, Saturday morning and sent me a picture of a case of pop. <laughs> so any of the fans of the show here know that I, I think they, they'll know that Megan and myself are pretty addicted to Dr. Pepper. Safe to say. Oh, yeah. Very safe. <laughs> uh, so my my all-time favorite is dr pepper cherry but i think i have a contender and i, I think it's the dark berry that we had on saturday it was uh, really good it was so good um so dr pepper sponsor us please we'll we will we will test we'll have a segment on the show where we test dr <laughs> pepper <laughs> See, and I, I almost said that to you, like, get your GoPro. <laughs> let's do a... Let's do a shot. Let's do a spot and send it to Dr. Pepper's, like, sponsor us. This is us taste testing. <laughs> Here, limited edition, dark berry. Oh, my God. It was so good. And then what's, what's hysterical? Because at the end of the night, you, get, you send some home with us. Yeah. And... I was walking through the pits with an LCBO bag, and I'm like, huh. I'm like, I shouldn't be walking through the pits like this. And my backpack's <laughs> all the way in the car at the other end of the pit. So I had to walk from turn two to turn three to go put it. I'm like, and I'm walking by everyone. I'm like, man, I really hope they don't think nothing of me. <laughs> I felt really bad. I'm like, I didn't want to hand you like a bunch of loose cans. And I'm like, uh, the only bag I have is this LCBO. <laughs> and I apologize to Jacqueline when I gave it to her. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and then when I got home, so I, 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 I'm a, you know, at, at a party we had a couple uh, last month, not even a couple months ago, last month. Yeah. I was given two cases of Dr. Pepper, and there's already two cases in the in the garage. <laughs> I'm down to one can. <laughs> there was one can, and I just like. I sent I sent I sent <laughs> Megan a video this morning. Me putting all the all the dark berry one into that case because <laughs> I thought it was just perfect. But when something's that good, it goes that fast. Like I turned twenty five this year, and Rachel bought me twenty five Kinder eggs. <laughs> Those things were gone in like two weeks. <laughs> oh man, they would have been gone in a day with me. Mostly because I it- just wanted to see what was inside of each one. <laughs> that's the fun part about a kinder egg right yeah um what else do we got going on here did you catch any of the action from Oshwegan? um with the uh um the pinties oh yeah some of it yeah um i didn't realize that you had to subscribe to something to be able to watch the actual race part of it so i watched all the qualifying and stuff yeah Um, and then i caught bits and pieces of the full race and 
that was cool. Like I, I if I didn't have to work, I was going to be going. I was kind of mad that I wasn't able to go, but well, they're not... locked in for the next two years, so yeah, that's sick. I, I wanted to figure out how I can go camping. I I mm-hmm. want to go camp out there for for a couple of days and just and you know go down the Friday camp out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever, whatever you can do. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, cause I, I think you're going to meet some of the most, be- like the best people. And it, it's, it's such a cool atmosphere. Like I'm sitting here at home and I'm like, I'm jealous of every single person that's there. So like Morgan yeah. Robson and Madison went, I'm like, I'm, they were, they were asking, they were messaging me asking me like, Oh, what's the prices like, like for food, like what kind of food quality? I'm like, Food's fantastic. It's great quality. Um, yeah, I'm just like, man, I'm like, damn it, y'all are going. Yeah. I know I had <laughs> but, people like Snapchatting me. Like, I think Wally Wilson was Snapchatting me. And I'm like, God damn it. And he's like, Why? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to bed, getting ready for work tomorrow. He's like, That's <laughs> lame. Work's lame. I'm like, I know. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm jealous. Oh, it was, it was, it looked like such a cool event and it's definitely mm-hmm. something that's like, I, I, I've watched those, I, I rewatched the um, Tuesday night show on G-Force and I was taken aback by what it all, like how well it was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love watching G-Force. I love watching and it just, there was something like a little extra about it and I, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's good to hear that they're going to be back for two more years. Definitely. I, th- I think it's going to be great for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we don't get any of the NASCAR boys from from the south from the uh south side of the border, I think we got enough homegrown people and drivers here who would make that field very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really cool to see Dave Bailey out there. Yes. That was very cool what, to see. What about Aaron Turkey picking up fifteen hundred bucks on the Monday night? Yeah. How cool was that? Well, that was awesome. Um, was the it, the whole thing was just like, I'm an on. I had so many different questions that I just never thought about. Like I'm like, do they just take these things right off asphalt and just throw it on dirt? And my dad's like, no. <laughs> like <laughs> they've got different stuff for the dirt that they're gonna use. But I'm like, okay. I'm like, I just. I never, I, I never thought about it. I was just so excited. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, definitely. I think um, so. Ken Schrader drove the three car for mm-hmm. uh, EHR, and I think they used a older chassis that they had laying around and threw an old body on it because that was that's a body I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, and but from you know. Yeah, the fact that you had Stuart Friesen was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, sucks that Christopher Bell wasn't able to make it, but you had Jake Sheridan come, mm-hmm. and which is brother to Nick Sheridan. Yeah, and the fact that he went out there and was like, "Screw it, I'll do it." I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" Like that was, that was it was just unbelievable. So excited for everyone involved. Like it. I, I can't like this is going to be a staple I think in Ontario racing or in, in NASCAR racing in Canada it's going to be huge Big. now mm-hmm. n- now only if we can get J- 
Jucasa back up and running and get a double header of just some I need some, I need, I need Jucasa. I need I haven't been, I've never been. And in the years it was open, I couldn't make it for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. And I'm pissed and I need to go. <laughs> so I think I only ever made it one time. And I, I was so mad because I didn't even buy a sweater or a shirt or anything, which is so unlike me. Yeah. So I just stole my sisters for a while. But I don't know. I I have a feeling that we'll see it open again eventually, even if it's just not like a whole season or something. Like I not that I've heard anything, but I just I have a feeling that we'll see something from Jukasa. I, I really hope so too. Like I love the track. I love the facility. Mm-hmm. Um it it's and I haven't even been yet and I just I don't want to see a track that that people dumped a lot of money into it to just sit and and rot away like mm-hmm. a lot of other tracks. Yeah. You know so they put they put a lot of time and money. And I hate and to see that go all the ways. Yeah. I mean I, I drove by it for years as Q Speedway. And saw it just sitting dormant, and it was heartbreaking, like the potential with that track. So it's, I mean, it's, I understand what's going on and stuff for the reason that it's sitting the way it is right now, but yeah, it's still, it's, it's heartbreaking to see as a racer, like, oh yeah, not that my kind of car, like a pure stock, you, no, you, you can't run you those can't things run out on there, there anymore. But like even seventy years like ago, a, yeah, yeah. But to see like a mini stock invitation of the late model super stocks, like something out there again, yeah, would be unreal. I, this is just something I would love to do. I would love to go on a on a Saturday or something, and take my GoPro, and go walk around the track. Not even just walk around the track, just like go through the entire facility Mm -hmm. and just capture as much as I could and do, do a a track walk, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think I I want to have something to, so I can not even just for myself, just, I feel like for the community just to have something that would, in case it never opens up and I, and I have high hopes. I, I don't have high hopes. I, I keep my bar set low, but like, I hope it does open up. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just something that'd be so cool to have and see. And, you know, like the North, North, uh, North Wilkesboro, um, mm-hmm. with their revival series, they got going on right now. And I'm, I, I purposely went out and got racer XR plus so I can go, so I can watch it. Mm-hmm. I never, I never watched it. I never, <laughs> but like, the fact that there was so so much history there so much there, there was so much there and you know seeing dale jr go back and clean it up and get scanned for iRacing and then it being iRacing and then you know there, there's a reason i picked up that sign yeah. i never watched a race there i only get to watch old races it's just knowing the history behind it yeah i mean that's just that's me with jucasa like i hear so many stories from my dad about the old school days when he raced there. I mean, heck, I I lived there as a kid. Like, there used to be a ch- um a house right on the road that goes right 
up to the pits there was a house there and I lived there for the first year of my life not that I'm was old enough to remember it but like there's photos of it and it's just it's so cool for me and I still drive by and I know there's a tree out there that's got my name carved into it that my dad put in there and it's just I, I want to see it open again and I mean yeah. if you do that like I'm sure if not that I'm sure but like you could probably reach out to Alex Nagy and he might let you do something like that and yeah I mean if you do that I'd love to come I'm literally two minutes away so i would be upset if you <laughs> didn't let me come <laughs> i i think if we can if we can get if we can talk to alex and, and get in there and and documents and just even get him on video and just talk about what the place means to him because yeah <clears throat> he was as as much as you know we want to give credit to um the owners we want to give we have to give a lot of credit to alex because he was the one who spearheaded a lot of it made sure everything went according mm-hmm. to plan and, and i mean i know he still drives around in that jucasa truck i i see him all the time and i'm just sitting there like <sighs> it's like a tease it is it, it really is i see him everywhere and i'm like dang it ah oh, i just want to i want to be there go. Again. yeah yeah um we're gonna yeah you know what alex if you're listening i would love to (laughs) do a walk around the track um another thing i want to touch on before we bring in this week's guest uh trevor culver um i want uh september 3rd flambro speedway the young drivers can even modifieds are putting on a backpack giveaway night we have about 11 backpacks so far i think 12 wow i gotta i gotta go through my notes again i think we're up to 12 backpacks now um so if you got a little one who and you know you want to come out and have a chance at winning a backpack given to you from one of the drivers from the young drivers canadian modifieds come on out racing gates will open at five we're going to have one or two people at the front gates giving out tickets to the kids um and yeah we're going to give away some backpacks to some lucky kids on that night so megan you know anyone make sure you put that out there um, oh, absolutely. We are still in the works. This is this is this is going to be a drop. This is this is breaking news for the CVMs. Um, September twenty fourth, championship night. One of our own drivers, um, Scott Tonelli. Uh, he has a uh Christmas winter show. I, I, I like to call it called Change for Change. Mm-hmm. and what he does is he, it's remarkable for him um mm-hmm. he puts on a light show every year and the no, the donations he gets from it he donates it to grand river hospital to their mental health to their mental um to their mental wow to a mental health unit thank you yeah <laughs> uh it's their mental health unit and this year he has a great opportunity to buy a bed a new bread for uh for the ward and rob twitch it came to me last week or throughout the week and said hey you know this is an idea i pitched to scott um you know do you think it'd be good i'm like I, absolutely i was i was on board from the start um it so on september 24th we are decorating the cvms 
up in Christmas lights or glow sticks or whatever we can find. That's awesome. Um, and we are going to do a few parade laps around the track. Uh, I think at intermission. Um, and uh, we, I think we're going to collect donations for Scott's change for change. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that's, that's some breaking news. We are, we're still finalizing a lot of details about it. Uh, but if you haven't heard of it, uh, Scott has a page called change for change on Facebook and it lets you know exactly what the deal is about, what he does. Um, he has already started posting pictures cause he, and if you, if you haven't seen, it's up in Arthur, Ontario. And I got, I got to go last year. Holy crap is it's about, if you actually st- stick around for the, it's about the show's about an hour long. But it is phenomenal. My kids were in the front seat of the car <laughs> singing their little hearts out. Aww. They were ecstatic of the show. They had lots of fun. Um, yeah. They <laughs> they loved every second of it. Um, and, you know, we, we, we donated some money to Scott for it. And, you know... It, I love what he does. I, I love what mm-hmm. he I love. I love what he's doing. Um, and even the bed top it all off. He's a Joe media driver. So that's even, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a, a, a three in one there. Uh, so yeah, September 24th at Flamborough Speedway, we will be uh, decorating up some Canadian modifieds and Christmas lights and glow sticks. Um, we were hoping we were going to, we were hoping to turn out all the lights at intermission that would be the plan was is that i was really hoping we could be the first show of the night and the last show of the night Mm -hmm. we were going to try to pitch that to gary so we can shut down the lights at intermission and we can get the cars out on the track and just rolling around the facility so that way all you see is christmas lights which i think would have been really cool Um, that'd be so cool but unfortunately it takes a once the light bulbs are heated up it takes a lot longer for them to um come back after being shut off so who knows? Maybe maybe afterwards we can get John to shut the lights off and we can make a few laughs. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, so we're gonna uh I think that's kind of what the plan is. We're we're still finalizing all the details for that. Um but there's a couple little tidbits for you that that that's pretty cool that's coming up. Um and yeah, Scott Scott's a big advocate for mental health. He he doesn't talk about it a lot. Um mm-hmm. but he I love what he's doing. Um, and Scott, we, you got the full support of us here at Joma media and, you know, you, he's definitely got the support of the CVM. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's championship night of September 24th. Um, I really hope I'm allowed to break that. If not, I feel bad. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I think that's pretty much it for right now. What do you say we bring in Trevor? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's say bring in Trevor Colliver, this week's guest on the True North Racing Podcast. Trevor, how are you, man? Hey, I'm awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Uh, did I before I was I was spelling it wrong earlier in my <laughs> post. Did I say your last name correctly? Colver, yep. C O L L V E R. The fun, funny story about that, where I go to get parts uh, weekly, if not daily, at McCall Racing. Mike McCall would always spell it C O L L I V E R. And he kept doing that, I kept doing that. And then a couple times I grabbed the pen from him. I'm like, I give you so much money, you can't spell my damn name right. Like, what the <laughs> hell? 
Oh my god, that's <laughs> see, I was spelling with an O. Yeah, yeah, C O L L V E R. Yeah, so I was spelling with a with a, a like call over, like I was C O L O V E R. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, that's not right. I'm like, let me double check and go back. I'm like, oh, there's no O in there. I'm like, that's just I was like, I was like this close to posting it too. And I'm like, oh, that would be a bad uh uh bad bad move i put that and he's like oh you spelled my name wrong I'm like uh crap i've been called worse <laughs> um so let's let's just jump right in here you're a super stock racer at delaware speedway and as well as you race in the uh i believe you race in the quick wick super stock series as well is that right yes yep how's uh let, let's just let's just dive right in how's your 2022 how's your 2022 season been going for you all in all okay um not as good as not as good as I'd like. Like it's funny. I'm I'm hoping this year is going to be opposite of last year. So last year, I started off with winning uh, three out of my first four races. So I won the first, the inaugural Quick Quick Series race at Delaware. There's 40 cars there. Uh, we won qualifying, won the race. Had an awesome car. Um, that was awesome. Then the second race of the season, we were back at Delaware uh, for the regular weekly series. And um, what happened in that one? We got an incident early and I came from the back and ended up finishing third. But like, if I had like two more laps, like we were, we were coming, this thing was hooked up. And then, uh, so I finished, yeah, I won the first one, third and the second one at, at Delaware. And then we're back at Delaware again. And I won the next two weeks in a row at Delaware. So we started off winning the three out of the four and it was awesome. And then, uh, like, I, like I said many times before, and I'll say it again, I believe it. Racing is kind of a little bit like a roller coaster. There's ups and downs. And uh, when you're up here, you have to come down eventually. Like mm -hmm. there, there is no such thing as a flat roller coaster that I've ever seen. So there's ups and downs. And uh, and, when we, and I knew that. And we were having a tough time in the middle of the season because we kind of got into some wrecks and, and had some bad runs. I knew that. I said, no, I, I know every roller coaster comes back up. So And we did. We won the last race of the season. And, uh, but, but this year, yeah, it's a little bit opposite. We, uh, we've had a tough first half, I guess. Um, just some troubles with the car. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a guy that likes to try a lot of stuff. And even if I win a race the next week, I'm out at Delaware on the Monday night testing to try and get the car better. Uh, I would like to think that pays off a lot of time, but sometimes it hurts me because I make changes to the car and then we kind of lose what we had. Um, so we, we've had a couple struggles, but, uh, we're on the way back up. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Cause you know, like you said, every, you, you, you go up, up, up on roller coasters, you never go flat. And you know, that's racing is one of those tricky sports, but it, but you know, it's just like any sport you have your, you're hot when you're hot, you're hot. Yep. When you're not, you're not like you, yep. Yep. You know, uh, for me, I have a, I have such a big baseball background because that's what I did growing up. Yep. If I'm on a hot streak, you know, I'm hit. I'm going two for three or three for four or whatever, right? Or four for four. Meanwhile, sure. you know, next week I'm going zero for four, zero for five. It's like <laughs> next couple games, you know, it's, it's just you're making errors. But yeah, um, but it's good to hear that a guy like yourself is, even though you could win on a Friday night, you're back at the track Monday because. It, I like I like guys who learn, they they or want to try stuff because that's we're losing the in, in yeah ingenuity I find of the sport 
in a lot of ways because we're trying to get a parody across all divisions and across everything. Right, but right. for a guy like yourself to even just tinker with setups, it, it's oh, all it's nice time. to still constantly. see constantly. It's funny. It's funny because I, uh, I some of my sponsors or or uh, or close people around me will sometimes say they're like, "You just won. Leave the leave the car. In the <laughs> leave it alone. What are you doing? Why are you changing it? We'll put it. We're gonna lock that trailer shut so you can't touch it." I'm like. <laughs> Man, I gotta keep. I gotta keep working. Like I, 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 I want to get better, and I want to. Yeah, like I said, learn. Because uh, if you don't try anything, you don't learn anything. And if you get in a situation later and you don't have as much uh, knowledge uh, in your in your wheelhouse, and how are you gonna how are you gonna use that? So even even though sometimes, yeah, maybe we we try and something doesn't work out. There's always something that we learn from that. So we know later in the future if if I'm trying to work on this or that, or even like, so I do, uh, I do quite a bit of the setup stuff myself. Um, Joe Lawrence is my, he's not my crew chief. Like I'm, he is, I guess we'll call him my, my head engineer. <laughs> anytime, anytime I have uh go-to questions, I talk to Joe and, and I come up with a lot of ideas and I just run it by Joe. I say, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Or sometimes he has some ideas he wants me to try or we work together really well. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's nice to, to be able to work on the car, know what you're doing and, and try this stuff out and, and see what happens. from it. See, here's the thing I can already just imagine you're, you're like, I know guys like yourself clearly would have a no- notebook and I guarantee your notebooks got to be like that thick. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, my, <laughs> like, uh, my, my mom is, uh, she's on my, she's on my pit crew. I don't know if, I don't know if Megan, if you've ever seen us in the pits, I don't know if you see this little girl that's five foot tall and marches around the pits. Like she owns it. That's my mom. She, uh, she is, so she's a, the nicest lady ever, but she's also one of the most competitive humans ever. She loves to compete in anything. She was a big baseball player back in the day and she, she loves racing. She got me into racing. It's funny because my dad and his six brothers are mechanics. My mom's a respiratory therapist. And she got me into racing because she's a diehard, diehard NASCAR fan. And she is, uh, over the pits, she's helping with anything. She always does tire temps. And then she's always documenting everything we do. She's always in charge of the tires on setting, getting everything set up with the tires. She, she tracks every single lap we do. We have Every single, yeah, every single lap we do is documented down with uh, every run with our tire pressures, our tire temperatures, our stagger, our shock travel. Every single time we're on the track, what temperature it is, is the sun out, is there clouds, is it windy? She, at any time I make a change, even if it's in the heat of the moment and I'm like, oh, we got to make a change, we got to get back out there, this, like, she'll stop me. She's like, no, what did you change? We need to know what you changed. I need to know those details because we need if we go back, which in the heat of the moment, I'm like, I just need to go. I don't care. Right. But later when I wind down, I just sent her a text actually 20 minutes ago because she has the notes with her. I said, Hey, can you send me the notes from Friday? My last race. I want to tire temps when I go to bed tonight. So every time, every time we do anything, it's always documented just for that reason. We always look back. We know we can learn from it. Big time, big time believer in uh, in notes. I love that right there. I'm sorry, like that that to me that is just. I was already going to get into about to get into how you got into racing, but like you kind of 
touched on a little bit. So we're going to dive into that a little bit in just a few minutes here. But that's just absolutely crazy that every single time you hit the track, you're, you know, your mom is right there taking notes and figuring out what you, what, what you're, what you've done. And, but at the same time, like that is how you learn so much more. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And that's, that's just, to me, I, I got, I got to, I got to applaud that lady right there. Cause that, that's not an easy job. Oh no, it's uh it's big. Like there's, there's a couple younger drivers that I, I mentor. Um, one is uh, Cody Wilds. He races legend cars now. Um, I was talking to him and his dad earlier today and uh, they got rained out yesterday at Sobble, but they were talking about how the car was working good and they're making adjustments and stuff. And I said, notes, notes, keep the notes, make sure you keep the notes. I'm a huge believer. Keep your notes, keep your notes. And then, uh, my younger cousin, Mason Culver, he races mini trucks at Grand Bend and Full Throttle. And I used to race mini trucks growing up. So I have, I don't have as much knowledge now on them as I do, as I did back then, because I was that much more involved. Like I still know what's going on with them. And, and now that I'm helping them more, I'm getting back into it a little bit. But uh, so I'm helping him with that. And uh, first thing, he started actually helping me on my crew this year. And after my first practice, he was out there helping. He looked at all of our notes. He's like, wow, that's awesome. That's that's cheat you have for all your notes. Like I, we, we make up our own template so that everything's sorted the way we want and everything's um, pre-written in there. So we just have to fill in the blanks basically. And he's like to my mom, can you send me that? Can you email me that? I want to take that to the track and do that for, for my racing too. So I feel like that's helped him because it's funny after uh, most of his practices or races if i'm not at the racetrack he'll send me a picture of the sheet and be like hey i just out there this is what the car was doing this car's doing that here's all my here's all my notes what, what do you see what do you think i should do right he's uh so notes is i think huge oh yeah megan right there that's one thing you guys oh. gotta start figuring out I was just going to say, it's funny because that's what my mom and my sister do. My sister's got a flip book. She's got all the tires drawn out. She writes, because we can't do much in the pure stock. So she writes what the tire pressures were before we went out, what they were after, what changes we made, how many laps we did. Like, funny story, last year when I hit the wall, I didn't even do a full lap. She took that into full account, puts 0.75 laps. Like, she puts it all in there. And I'm like, it's just... (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome sometimes she puts in too much information that like <laughs> she doesn't need to but it's that's a lot great. of work but it's good for sure like, I, I applaud anyone that goes that far because it's it's handy it comes in oh yeah all right so let's uh let's uh, that was a longer opening than i expected we were going to have with this but that's that's absolutely okay you tell stories i told you hey no hey no keep telling them i got no issues with that i love it i love hearing these because they they create conversations that's what that's what we want to do we want to create conversations on the show um so you said your mom got you into racing how old were you and like how did that happen yeah so i started racing at grand bend speedway in the micro sprints when i was 10 years old um like i said my mom's a diehard nascar fan my brother is also, he, he's trailed off a little bit for back then. He was as much of a diehard fan as she was. And I, I was too, not quite as deep as him and my mom. And uh, so 
they got him a they got him a car and they're getting it ready for the season. And then I kind of look over, I'm like, can I have one too? Like, I want to go. <laughs> and so, so just like that, they kind of scrambled and got some money together and found another one because it's, it's their own fault for having two kids, right? You have to be fair to everyone. <laughs> so like, oh, well, I guess I got him. Okay. So uh, we both started at Grand Bend together racing in the micro sprints, me and my brother. And uh, I raced micro sprints for one, two, four seasons and then I jumped up to the mini truck division and ran that for two seasons and then and I, I don't know if I remember I said it at the start uh, I was 10 years old when I started yeah. Uh, so yeah four seasons in the sprints two seasons of mini trucks and then we moved to Delaware to the full-size trucks for two seasons and then I did super stock for a season and then my second year super stock i did super stock and the apc series with the late model in 2015 i did both that year was uh not a good year for eating or sleeping or anything else in my life because i was absolutely stretched as thin as i possibly could with all the work between those two. Oh yeah and then, uh, then after that year, I've, I've just been back in the super stock since. So it's been 17 years straight of never letting off the gas in racing. Basically we, wow. we spent a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of money and we had a lot of fun. So, you know, that's the, that's the beauty part about racing is that, you know, we waste a lot of money just to go out and have some fun. And, yes. <laughs> but my wife tells me about it all the time. <laughs> but at the, at the same time, we make friendships that last a lifetime. Oh, yeah. and memories like like i could just imagine was was it 2015 when the apc st- series first started yeah okay so like the fact that you were a part of the inaugural season oh, i yeah. got to applaud you right there um so t- you're one of a few guys then i guess who run technically between the two series once apc incorporated the super stocks into into the united racing series banner yep. which not gonna, you know. I, th- I think you and Chenoweth would only be the only two that I can think of. Uh, I think or can you think of any others? Uh, Parker, maybe. Oh, yeah, Jason Parker. Uh, I can't remember if you, yeah, yeah, yep. I think yeah, Jason he... Parker as well. Yep. And then Dwayne, Dwayne Baker, Dwayne Baker, because he ran last year in yeah. the quick and and then now he's running. Yep. And he did before. Yeah. He won the inaugural uh, race yeah. at Sunset. Yes, you did. Yep. <clears throat> Which, uh, if I remember correctly, that was a limited late model <laughs> chassis. Oh, guess. A limited late model. Late <laughs> that's right. I was going to mention that. I'm glad you did. Uh, that's the one thing I always remember about that race was that it was a limited late model car that ended up winning against a bunch of pro lates. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Um, what, so, I I got to ask, what was that micro sprint racing like for you back in the day? Oh, ton of fun. So much fun. So uh, they started off with there being, so it, there, there's a couple different micro sprint divisions. So there's the six and a half horsepowers, um, the nine horsepower and the four forties. So back then where the young kids were running in the six and a half. So they had C, B and A division. So when I first started out, yeah, I started in the C's. Those are the youngest least experience. Yeah. Uh, then Next jump up is B, which the car is exactly the same. The rules are exactly the same between C and B. It's just 
more experienced, I guess, go to the B. And then the A, uh, exact same car, except you take out a restrictor plate. So you're about a okay. second faster. So when we first started there in the C's, there was 30 cars. There was 30 of these micro sprints. And all these young, us young kids, like 30 of us, it was wild. So the C's had like 30. The B's had like 12 or 12, maybe 12, 15, something like that. And then the A's had 30 as well. So the C's and the A races were crazy because it, there's so many cars. And with those cars on that track, you're wide open. You do not touch yeah. the brake. You do not let off. So it's kind of like Talladega or Daytona. Like bump drafting is huge. Like there was there was races. Uh, some of my best memories were in the A's. So I raced two years in A's. Uh, the first year, um, I think we finished like maybe fifth in points or something. And I won a couple races. Um, and some of the more experienced drivers that ended up winning the championship, like I had some fun races with them where we were in 15th and we got hooked up with each other. I went on the outside because it's a, a bottom feeder track. We went on the outside and I pushed, pushed Calvin Rahan, close, close family friend. I pushed Calvin Rahan from 15th to first and we finished one, two in like 10 laps, like around everyone on the outside, dropping, like just so much fun. And then uh, the following year after that, in 2009, that was my second year in the A's. And I think there was, there's, 13 or 14 races and I won 10 out of those 13 or 14, 10 heats and 10 features out wow. of 13 or 14. So we had an absolutely awesome year. And uh, same, same thing I had, it was funny. I kind of had a bit of a, a partner. Um, her name was Jasmine Tampton and she was kind of my drafting partner that we would find each other halfway through the race. It's like, all right, let's go to the top. And we would bump draft around everyone on the top. And it was, I'm telling you, it was so much fun. A lot of fun. Now, I just got to ask, because I'm I'm that kind of asshole a little bit. The the, the year you won 10 features in, in 10 heats, please tell me you won the championship. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just imagine, like, just losing. Be like, <laughs> No, no, uh, yeah, I, I did, yes. I, I, just, I, I just had to double check. So was, was that year the first year you got a championship, or was there a year prior? That was my first championship, yeah. So how, so you're what about 13 14 ish? Uh yeah. I guess I would have been 14, yeah. 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 What <laughs> I know you were probably you were a lot younger. What was the what was the feeling like winning even just a championship at that level? Oh, it's uh it's everything, right? That's what you spend your whole summer working for. That's that's why you're there racing. Yeah, you want to have fun. You you like race, but you you're there to like I get my uh, competitiveness very honestly from my mom and my dad. They're both as competitive as they come. And yeah, I, I, I'm not happy unless I win. So I was, I was very happy that we can, we accomplished our goal. Right. It was, it was yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And then moving up to the uh, mini trucks, what was that transition like going for, go, uh, for you to go from the micro sprints up to the, up to the uh, mini trucks? It was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. And it, that was another awesome class. But so the micro sprints, they're, they're basically like go-karts, like they're, the wheels are all exposed and open. We have Nerf bars on the sides, bumpers on the front and back, but basically they're open wheel cars. So then 
we move into the mini truck where now I'm in a truck, I got a closed body and I can't see my front bumper. And that's just like totally weird. Cause before I, if I could almost reach and touch my front bumper yeah. in, the, in the micro sprint. So it, that was a bit of a, uh, that was a bit different, a bit of a transition. Um, but I mean, after, after the first day you understand it and, and you know where everything is, you run into someone in practice, so you know where your front bumper is, you're going to figure out your depth perception. But, uh, that was a ton of fun too. So I, I remember one race there. Um, it was, uh, I think it was, it was July 26th for some reason that, that date really sticks in my head. That was like a long time ago, but I think it was somewhere, somewhere in July. And there was a 75 lapper. It was a big invitation race or 75 lapper and they had qualifying and, uh, and then the 75 lapper. I can't remember if I spun out in qualifying or not. Um, with those, you're wide open as well. And the trick with those trucks is I always found it was best to find the hardest possible tires you could put on those trucks. When you take a drometer, they're, they're the hardest tires because, again, you're wide open there. So it's kind of opposite for the racing I do because I'm looking for all the grip I can. Yeah. That racing being wide open you want the least grip, the least drag. So the hardest tires were better for that because the first three laps, like you are doing everything you can to hold onto the truck. But after that, everyone else's tires are getting that much softer and that much more sticky where yours, your, yours are too, but you're, you're at a different range than what they are. So I think I, I can't remember if I spun out in qualifying or, or if I didn't spin out, like I qualified like, fifth from the back like not good at all because I, I couldn't hold my truck wide open for the first couple laps it was just yeah it worked off for me later in the run but at the start until my tires were worn like it was not good so in that race the 75 lapper there was 32 mini trucks it was crazy there's 32 mini trucks i i started i don't know fifth or seventh from the back or somewhere like right close to the back and I fell to dead last. Like I said, the first couple laps, I, until I got heat in the tires, I couldn't do anything. I fell back to last. I drove all the way from 32nd up to finish third. Like I, if I had if I had two more laps, maybe one more lap, I probably would have had second and maybe five more laps I could have won that. Like I was coming, like I was flying. That was that was one of the most fun races I've ever had in those mini trucks. Just going through that many people in that 75 lapper it was it was a ton of fun i'm not being a dick at all here i'm just like i'm just surprised there's that many trucks because then every time i see them there's only like a handful of them right. so like hearing that there was 32 out there i'm like where the hell did all these come from or where do they all go and at oh, the same time yeah. as well it's it's sad there's a they are making a bit of a comeback so uh i think the biggest race at grand man i've seen this year is around 10 trucks but at full throttle, they've had a race there this year with 18 trucks. So like, oh, perfect! It's, it's starting to come back, and everyone's everyone's liking them. Like they're a ton of ton of fun to watch, ton of fun to drive. We uh we had a ton of fun battling for for some of those wins back then. My brother and I were that was when me and my brother stopped racing together after the mini trucks. I moved up to Delaware, um, and he went to university, so our money went in different places. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, 
he was a really he he was a really good. I'm sure he still is, but he was a really good driver back then. And uh, his nickname was Three Wide. That's what uh, some of the people that he raced with would be like. Oh yeah, Three Wide just you know stuffed it in on the bottom down the back stretch over there. Oh Three Wide just works his way over there because he he was always brutal for making a Three Wide on the back stretch. Like almost every race, like if he saw like two feet, he went down on the grass and made four more feet to have the truck fit in there. Like it was, it was hilarious. Jeez. <laughs> I think, I, I think I pushed him. I'm pretty sure I remember pushing him to a win. He went three wide on the bottom underneath some guys. And I pushed him around a couple trucks to win. Cause same thing with those, there's bump drafting in those. Like it was, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. I can imagine. So like you said, you're, you know, you moved up to the, uh, what are they called? The Thunder Trucks or, or uh, Super? Delaware. Uh, Delaware Trucks, VA Trucks yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, honestly, that was... Uh, so what was that transition like going from uh, a lot smaller vehicle to now a full-size pickup truck and to a much, much bigger track? What was that transition like going for you? Honestly, it was pretty easy. Like, was uh, it? So I bought the truck off of Chad Reinen, who won a lot of championships at Delaware in the trucks and he won the championship the year before in that truck that I bought. So I knew I was getting a really good truck and, uh, we're, he helped me. So the deal was I bought the truck off him. He's going to help me get it set up uh, for the start of the season, you know, kind of help me get my feet wet, if you will. Yep. And, uh, so he was debating. He said, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to put a different gear in for the first couple races to let you get used to it or what, what we're going to do. Like, I'm not sure. And then and nothing really happened. So we never ended up changing the gear and we went out for practice. And after the first day of practice, we were second fastest. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> we, I, just, I really took to it. It, would, I, it just kind of came naturally. Like that's what I, how are you, what do you, I'm like, it's just, just driving. It's just, this thing <laughs> is set up pretty good. And I just kind of drove it. Like, it feels great. I love this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Like the, the trucks down there at Delaware have always been one of my favorite divisions. Yeah, because I've I've always enjoyed the truck racing, because to me that is, as as the truck fades away near the end of the race, there's there's not a whole lot of weight in the back of those things. Oh yeah, so they yeah. get a lot more squirrelier than than a super stock or a pro late. Sure, like it to me, it's they put on some of the best racing, especially near the end of a you know a thirty lap feature, twenty five lap feature down in Delaware. Yeah, for two years. So actually, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the, the truck series is no longer at Delaware. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so the first year that I ran, um, I think there was there was races where I think there was 20 trucks, um, 20 or just over 20 right around there. Um, and then the second year, it died down to 16, 15, 12, depending on the night. Like it wasn't, it wasn't near as good of a car count. But uh, yeah, the the first race that I won in my rookie year, it was my fifth race of the year. I think I finished fifth, fifth, fourth, fourth, the first four races, and then I won my fifth one. And uh, that was awesome. So I was uh, I was a straightaway back with five laps to go of Devin Bloomendale, the leader at the time. And uh, I don't know why. I, I just had this feeling. I'm like, I, I'm going to win this race. I don't know how. I'm, I'm like, I was, I was pretty sure that I, I, 
I was, I was going to win. Like there's, I don't know. It was just, it was weird. I had this, like, I, I knew I want, I knew I was going to win. I don't know how, but I just, I had this feeling and, uh, something started happening to his truck and, uh, I still have the video. So back, uh, back then, uh, Jonathan Houghton was the announcer at the track yeah. and he also videoed all these races. So he would sell them if uh, you wanted to watch these races. So, uh, I still remember listening to the broadcast of of him announcing this race because my first race at Delaware, right? It mean, means a lot to me. So I remember, like, I've watched it um, probably 20 times. <laughs> so I remember catching him, and uh, I, I think one of his lines was, uh, the race you thought was over, it ain't over yet. Here comes Culver. Right? And so, like, <laughs> in five laps, I caught him, and he, he's he's reading off the times, as we're coming across the stripe and every lap I'm getting faster and faster. Cause I could, I could see the trophy. It's like there and I could mm -hmm. see, it. and I just, I'm driving harder and harder and harder and something was a miss on his truck and he was getting a little bit slower every lap. I don't, I don't know if he was having a tire go down or what was happening, but I'm just driving harder, harder, harder. And I caught him and passed him in the very last corner on the very last lap. I beat him to the note. Like I beat him to the, line by I think it was like half a truck length and for that on my first win and they're like it was still I still get chills talking about it now that was that was awesome you know that when you get a big win even even in your rookie year of a division you've never raced before five starts in like it's it that feeling is just you know it, it's cool to get chills like it, it mm -hmm. you know the fact that in your mind you're like, that trophy's mine. I'm gonna get him. I don't know how, but it's gonna. It's. I'm going home with that trophy that, tonight. Stop. There was something I don't like. I feel like I've maybe had that feeling other nights before. After like since then, I, I've had that feeling as well. But like nothing like that. I don't know why that night. Just something. I was like, well, it's, it's fine. I'm gonna catch this guy and win this. Like I, I don't know why I'm so confident in myself. Think it's gonna happen. I've never won in this before, but. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. Man, I kind of hope that, that we could find that video on YouTube or something because I would love to see a clip of that just to, like you said, like the 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 thing that makes races too is one the drivers obviously the drivers because without them that's there's no show, but the right announcer as well making the correct terminologies to make what like you said you were catching him. He's like the race you thought was over. It ain't over. Like, cause here comes Culver. That's right. And, like to me, like that, it actually sent a chill down my spine hearing that because I'm thinking like so many times that happens and you never see it or, or whatever, but if you're really intently watching, you can see those kind of battles or something like that happening. And, but to, to, you know, I don't know how many years later now, but you know, as at least eight years ago now yep. to go out there and get it and just be like, you know, that's what happened. It, dude, I, every time I tell that story, I would get chills down my spine too. Like that's, that's a perfect response to it. No, it's, it's cool. And like you said, like uh, the, the announcers telling the story, we are creating the story. They're telling the story. It's like the, the announcers, like the lead singer in a rock and roll band. Sure. There might be, amazing drummer amazing guitar people amazing people on the piano whatever the heck you listen to but the person that has the microphone they're telling you the story so mm -hmm. it's like 
like one of like uh, I was listening to a, a podcast uh, the other day, a Dale Jr. podcast, and and I think Mike Choi was on there, and he was talking to uh, to Dale about how he calls races and this and that, and uh, one of the ones that I'm sure everyone knows or remembers is when Dale Jr. yells out "slide job, slide job," <laughs> right? Like everyone remembers that. It's a memorable call, right? And that's like like you said, those announcers they uh, they put out those right words and they they really make a difference. And and for me, that really hits home because uh, Jared Dockstader was one of my best friends, and uh, I think he was the best announcer I've ever heard. He there was a, a mini truck driver at Grand Bend that once said to Jared, "You can make a ham sandwich sound exciting." <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was true. He, uh, he did awesome. And, uh, I, I'm in total agreement. Uh, announcers definitely can make the difference whether it's a memorable race or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, they're the ones that make the calls. You, like you said, you're the guys, one who are creating the story. They're the ones telling it. And if they don't put the, the right spin on it, it's not a, it doesn't sound as good. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. yep. I, I truly believe every announcer that really comes through Delaware um, is one of those guys who are, are a special breed, in my opinion. Um, yeah, like the, the guys that are doing it this year on, like, so Jamie Mosley is doing it for Delaware every week. Him and his son, Jordan, they both do an awesome job. Oh, um, yeah. Those guys are there every week doing it. But then now they've also got the Rogers TV crew that does the broadcast and they all do an awesome job. Plus they have some drivers on there. I was on there once, but they, they have drivers on there to help help tell a story. And, and that's super cool. Next week. Um, one of my, one of my mentors, uh, Gary Adrianson, he's on there and my Ooh. spotters away next week. So I asked Gary, he sometimes spots for me. So, Hey, can you spot for me next week? And he said, Oh, I'm doing the Rogers TV. And I said, well, can you do Rogers TV for all the races, but mine and then spot for me and then go back <laughs> And he's like, well, well, let me let me check with Chris Soares. And then so Chris Soares, with this brilliant idea, says, yeah, for sure. But the only catch is you have to do your spotting up here. And a couple times we're going to incorporate you into the show. So whatever you're saying to Trevor, ever all the fans are going to hear it. So they really have done an awesome job there with that Rogers thing with uh, getting – getting someone at home who knows nothing about racing or nothing sport really involved and seeing behind the scenes, like uh, this last Friday, they did uh, part one of a three, three part series where they're showing Joey Langdon, uh, the pit road reporter. Yep. He actually got in a bone stock last Monday night at practice and went and drove one and sat in one with uh, Chris Lawrence <laughs> and was getting all the, the tips and tricks and, and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, just, just like they, they're just showing everyone so much more than they, they would never see. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just awesome. It, it really does make a difference. Like I kind of miss Joey. Joey's a payroll reporter this year, but last year he was up, he was up top uh, calling the race with Chris Chris does an awesome job and has good knowledge of racing. Joey, Joey, I liked him because he he was so excited about everything. You could not like there was no possible way you're not excited watching that because you're so excited because he's excited. Like something, something he brought the energy. Oh yeah, it's just I like, loved it. 
like you like if you're watching a race right if something happened like you might go to lean back and then joey starts screaming again <laughs> like that's awesome and i feel like fans who don't know anything that's even better for because they're like wow this is this is crazy like he's he's kind of got a higher pitch now and he's yelling like something this has to be awesome to watch right so oh, yeah. I, I think they're all doing an awesome job i think the best thing that delaware has done has brought in rogers tv because mm -hmm. one it's local television yes everyone who's anyone in within the area of london i don't know how far your guys's area reaches if it's just london or if it goes all the way to windsor or whatnot I live but, in Luka and we get it we get it in Luka, so i'm not sure how else like so yeah 35 kilometers from delaware so probably it goes at least at least that far in our radius around there Oh, see, like that, like that's a great range, and it's local television. People can tune in. Yep. You know, that like that's the one thing I miss. I, I, I. This is I'm just bringing about something else here. I love watching OHL hockey. Yep. And if I got a basic cable, guess what I'm watching? I know I'm turning on a freaking hockey game. I don't know what. <laughs> I know it's gonna be the one in my local area, but hey, it's it's OHL hockey. It's what it is, right? Right. Right. And. The fact that they're able to bring that excitement, you know, the Chris has done a great job. Um, oh, who, sorry, who was the guy's name that oh, runs Joey. Joey? Joey, oh my god, man, last year I was listening to him. There are times I'm just like, Chris is talking, he's like, and there's this, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I can see what's happening, but like, I love the, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's funny, like, uh, some of his terms, uh, aren't maybe, uh, kosher for racers. No, 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 no. They're, uh, they're not maybe terms that you've heard before. Like, yeah, the, the one race that I was talking about, uh, uh, the second race of the season last year at Delaware, where I, I got wrecked and I was working my way up uh, to the front and I was finishing third. Like, I was I was passing a lot of cars and the thing was really hooked up. We were coming. And Joey, uh, I remember a couple of his lines. Again, these memorable lines, right? Yep. I remember him yelling and screaming. Here's Culver rising from the dead, and then and then after that, uh, I I passed a couple more cars in a lap, and he's like, Culver is the Undertaker. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, but that's what we need. We need the excitement, mm -hmm. and and I and you know I love the fact that I'm all the way in Brampton. Okay, yeah. so I can't make it out to Delaware every Friday, and I would love to go out to Delaware because it's one of my favorite tracks. Right. Um, spent a lot of time there in, in the late 2000s, um, to, like 2009, 2010 there. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time there. And the fact that I can sit at home in Brampton and a able to watch these races happen brings me that much closer to the track. And, you know, it. I'm trying to find a half where I can take a half day from work and make my way out to Delaware. Right. Because I, it, it's a long trek. It's, a, it's about two and a half, three hour drive for us. Sure, so. Sure. But, uh, you know, it. I'll, I just love the fact I'm able to watch it and not just tune into, um, like, try and find the – find not even highlight reels, but find clips or find yeah, updates or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and obviously it's working because every rate – every time we've been at Delaware this year, the stands are absolutely packed. Like, it's not like, oh, well, if we put it on Rogers and no one's going to come, wrong. Absolutely. It's the opposite. Oh yeah, but well now there's people that have never seen it before, and they're like, 
this is so cool. I, I want to go out, I want to go to the races. And then, and then this also helps with, sure. Um, my, my grandma's, uh, 90 some years old. She can't go to the track anymore. She absolutely loves supporting me with, with anything. Yep. So now this lets her watch it, right? Like it's, it, uh, it really opens up a lot of, uh, a lot of different, uh, where it is. It just opens things up a lot for, yeah. for for everyone and it gets everyone involved and yeah, it's, it's obviously working. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I find it difficult because I can't make it to Oshwegan every week as well. Cause all, Me Megan's like five minutes away from Oshwegan. So then I was like, <laughs> yeah. man, I would love to, but like here I am just like <laughs> flipping back and forth, like on races on my phone. I'm just like, Hey, back. <laughs> oh, and, but the thing I'm I've noticed is it brings a lot more, it helps with your guys's profiles sure you know yeah. it, it sponsors exactly sure. like the it's big for your sponsors because not only are you being seen by let's say five thousand people who are sitting in the stands right but now you're also being seen by another five thousand people who are at home or ten thousand sure. or whatever the the sure. views are and when you go back to talk to your sponsors at the end of the year Yep. It's like, oh, well, let me show you what we can do for you. 5,000 people, we <laughs> see your name at the track. Another 20,000 see you at home throughout any given week. Oh, yeah. No, and, and to, uh, to add on to that, like, uh, I always I always pride myself in my interviews. I think I, I do a good job with, uh, with talking on the mic and do interviews. But chances are, if you're at home sitting down in a chair relaxed with – not a hundred race cars driving around the track and other stuff happening and people around you, you could probably hear a lot better there at what someone's saying, as opposed to me on the track, there's fans yelling and screaming and I'm talking to the a mic where sometimes the PA system might not be working perfect. So even though if we do mm -hmm. the best job we can rhyming off our sponsors down there, Chris source is going to do a lot better job at, making that sponsor like making making people actually hear it better just because it's just the logistics of it just like we're talking here everyone can hear me nice and clear now so when i get a chance i'm gonna make sure i rhyme off all my sponsors later <laughs> but just just like you said so and they see that they see it like you might not be able to see inventory express lubricants as well from the stance as you can on TV when they zoom in. Oh, let's go back to that replay. Let's see where Culver and, and Verhoeven got into each other there. Let's go back to that replay. And they zoom right in and your sponsors just got blown up on this big screen so they can see it better. They can hear it better. Win-win. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, I love the fact that, they've, like I said, I've, that's, a, that's the biggest thing. Biggest round of applause I got to give Delaware Speedway. For sure. Um, anyways, I, we kind of went off topic here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> But so you moved up from the from this from the uh, trucks up to the super stocks. Um, is that the current car you have now, or, is it, or did you buy a different one beforehand? No. So uh, yeah. So I I moved up from the trucks to the super stocks. I bought uh, it was Paul Fothergill's car. Okay. Uh, so I ran it for twenty. Uh, 14 2015 20 I think 2016 I built I built a new old car in 2016 okay. I think so yeah this is my second car since since I started running okay how did what now 
what was there a transition there for you or was it a pretty smooth again transition from trucks to the cars no it was uh it was it's uh it was an easy transition for me i think um yeah i started how did that work oh i gotta think <laughs> uh so i started in 2014 yes yeah, so we went from the trucks to the cars and that year there was 20 20 or maybe 25 super stocks in the class that year is a really big class so um we, we we started really fast right out of the box and uh i ran i can't remember if i started if i i think i started yeah that's right i started the season as, as running for the rookie of the year and uh my first race i think i started well, i had to start at the back because i was a rookie right so i started at the back and i drove up to finish like six so I, I started yeah like 20th or 25th and drove up to finish six and it was really good awesome and then uh i think the next week I, I don't know if i won the heat or i got second in the heat like i was right up there and then i went and talked to delaware i said you know what i don't, I don't want to run for rookie of the year i want to run to try and battle these guys for top three or top five in points and it's not going to help me starting at the back for the first five races I don't want to, I don't want to win rookie of the year. I want to, I want to go run with the big boys. So I dropped my rookie status so that I could start more fairly, I guess. Uh, yeah. Give me a better, give me a better chance. And we, we had some really good runs at the start of that season and we're up battling for uh, not wins, but some podium finishes. And uh, I think it was the first, was the first uh, APC six pack series race where the Flamborough cars were running yep. with the Delaware cars. And I used to know all these stories really good. I was just on my age here. I can't remember. <laughs> I think I, uh, there was, there was like 30 cars in that race or something. And I don't remember the exact details, but I started deep. And we were flying through the field. I think in like 10 laps, I passed like 10 or 12 cars. Like we had the thing hooked up. We were coming. And my good friend Gary Adrianson got spun on the front straightaway. He did a full 360, saved the car, and then his right rear tire blew or something. And he came down in front of me, like straight in front of me on the track at the end of the straightaway. And he did the 360 was straight. So yeah. I got back on the gas. He came down, T-boned him at full speed at the end of the straightaway at Delaware, took the clip off the car, and then we had a car that had Chrysler leaf springs. All the cars are supposed to have Camaro leaf springs, but this car, for whatever reason, had Chrysler leaf springs, which are a bit of an advantage. Um, this car was grandfathered in because it won the championship. So after I got in that wreck and we had to put a new clip on the car, the tech guy said, it's not the same car. Take the Chrysler Lee Springs out. So in a week, we had to put a new front clip on the car and totally rebuild the rear suspension oh. on the car. Like it was, uh, it was a crazy week. And then we, we kind of battled for the next couple of weeks, getting our setup back figured out since we just totally transitioned the car. Yeah. Uh, and then we we had, we had some good runs that year. Uh, we also got into a couple more wrecks, but uh, yeah, we, we transitioned pretty good. We were we were competitive uh, pretty much right away. Oh, that's good. You know, yeah. It, 
So you have uh, I've just got I gotta be curious here. You've never really had a, a it sounds like you never really had a uh a sophomore slump season. Have you? Um uh, so because like it sounds like your first year's end you you've done really well. So well, actually so my yeah, so my my first year in the super stocks, we were good competitive. Yep. Um we got into some wrecks and stuff. We probably finished maybe tenth or something. And then the second season, the second season, we struggled. We did not have a good year. Yeah. Like we, we, I think it was, we had two or three. So after my first year, I think it was a second and maybe even the third year. We, uh, we struck. Actually, okay. That's right. The second year, that's when I went and ran APC and the super stock. So we struggled a bit, but uh, if you know anything about, my crew and myself, we do not ever give up. And we fought and fought and fought. And the very last race of the season, the uh, Great Canadian race for uh, Super Stocks, I won it. So we had a crappy season, but we kept fighting. And we we, uh, we showed a, a burst of greatness there at the very end. And then the following season after that, I'm pretty sure that's when I built, I think that's when I built my other new car. We started out building the new car and I got, there was a lot of cars at that first race. I think there were 25 cars and I finished fourth in our first race with, with the new car. And uh, if we had some more laps, we would have been further up too. And I made one little adjustment and I fought it the whole year. Tried oh, to put wow. it back. Nope. Try this. Nope. Try that. Nope. Try this. Nope. I was going to build another car. I was like, I, I, I went and talked to uh, Mike McCall at one point of the season. Because I even brought it into them a couple times, and we couldn't figure this thing out. And Joe Lawrence was over helping me. We were, I had all sorts of help trying to get this thing where we couldn't get to work. And I went to Mike McCall at one point of the season, and I said, who do you know that has a car that I can rent for the last three races of the season? Because I've beat my head off of the wall trying to figure out how to make this thing work all season long. I don't care what it costs. I do to a degree, but I don't care what it costs. I just, I want to have fun and be competitive again, because this is terrible. Like we cannot get this thing figured out. And I probably have a better chance in starting with a car that I haven't even ever seen before and doing well with because I've went so many weeks back to the track on Monday night to practice, Friday to race, like twice a week I'm there doing everything I can to get this thing to work and it just wouldn't work. And now that's, that's the same car I have now that I've, since then, I've probably won, uh, I don't know, maybe 12, 15 races with. Like, it, it, it's, uh, it was very frustrating why we couldn't get, get it to work back then, but uh, we've got to turn around a bit since. Well, that's good that you guys were able to turn that around, but, you know, fight. You, like you said, you make one adjustment, and sometimes it throws you out for an entire, you know, for a long time. And, you know, that's it's tough when that happens. And the fact that you were, you know, you were so tempted just to go build a new one and, and, or even throw money at someone's like, let me rent your ride for three weeks or whatever, however the season was left, because that's just, it's, it's so, it makes that much more difficult. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now I got to touch on the APC series here for you. So, uh, you, so you came into a pro lay models who, how, how did you get into that deal? Well, that was another interesting story. So we, uh, how did it come about? Okay. So I wanted, 
I saw this series was was coming out, and I I wanted to be a part of it. I was like, you know, what? I want to, I want to, yeah, you, you want to. It was at the time the biggest thing in Ontario for racing, so I was like, I I want to be a part of that. Why not? So, um, I have a lot of sponsors and a lot of support behind me, um, but I don't have a crazy big bank account that I can afford to go and buy a, a late mall and do it all myself. Like that's just it's not in the cards. Yeah. So, but I'm also uh, I'm also a guy who uh, who says there's no such thing as can't. So I I knew that I was going to find a way to make it happen. So I went to start looking for a car and a guy, one of my uncle's customers, his name is Alan Gold. He had a how'd that work? Yeah, he had a, a super late model that he ran up. Uh, in Sault Ste. Marie with his son. They raced up there for years and were very successful. He used to race himself as well, but he had this car for sale. And uh, I don't know how my uncle and him were talking about it, probably because my uncle helps me with my racing all the time. But uh, he had this car for sale and I don't know how I, where I, I found this idea, but I, I had this idea that, because he's heard about my racing before, this Alan Gold guy I, who I'd never met before. But my uncle said that he, he uh, wanted to help me with my racing at some point, and I heard of some rumblings about him, but nothing ever really came about. And uh, I knew he had this this super late model for sale, and I knew the Sears was coming, and and I was like, well, maybe maybe there's something here. So I went to his house to look at this super late models for sale, with absolutely zero intentions of buying it. <laughs> I was trying to find. Uh, I was trying to find my new uh, my new friend that I could go racing with, and we could work together and uh, and make a partnership. And uh, somehow I smooth talked him into uh, buying a, a pro late model for me to run um, me to run in the APC series, and then his son would run it in the Delaware Weekly series. So we yeah we somehow got together and a kid that he's never met before, he, he bought this car for, and, and I had a, it wasn't free. I had to rent it off him. It was a, it was a deal, but yep. uh, he was a car owner and I rented it off him. And uh, uh, we, it, it sounds like a, a business deal, but we became pretty good friends uh, very quickly. Alan's an awesome guy that's still on my pit crew today and helps me with my racing. He's my, a motor guy he's the crew chief on our car he's a awesome help one of the smartest guys i know um so yeah we we talked about getting a car and we bought uh it was scott Lindsay's old car that um it went around in a bit of a circle to a couple people and didn't race for a couple years and luke ramsey had it uh luke ramsey and jamie cox had it yep so we we went and bought it there and that was a funny story about that so so alan right now is uh Pretty sure Alan's 73 years old. You would never tell it when you look at him. He's he's in awesome oh, wow. shape. He's uh he's still he's he's working every day. But uh, he um we we were going to get this this car. We're going to look at it. And uh, as we're leaving, we're talking about the price. And uh, I can't remember the price. I'm just gonna throw a random number out there. So like Luke Ramsey maybe said, "Ah, oh, 25 grand, right?" And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, 22 grand. Yep, okay, yeah, I got you, 22 grand. And then, uh, and then he's like, no, 25 grand. And I was like, yeah, I'm not 22. It's good. And then 
And then uh, Luke's like, no, no. And then I was like, sorry, I'm old. You know, I can't hear sometimes. And like, <laughs> he, like, he kept going around. I'm like, and I don't know Al very well. I'm like, Al, I just like, come on now. Like, what do you, <laughs> and Luke's like, hey, you're not that old. I'm not falling for that. You heard what I said. <laughs> So yeah, so that's how that's how we got the car, and then we uh, we worked a bit with Mike McCall on going in there, doing a setup, getting things uh, in, and then we we had to find a crew and a crew chief. So um, Stephen Richmond, he used to race at Delaware for years. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I ever met Stephen Richmond before this either. Um, I might not have even met Stephen before this. But uh, I knew he's a smart guy. He went to school for race car engineering. And uh, he might have even won the Alan Kulwicki uh, scholarship for award. I, I can't remember. But uh, oh, wow. very smart guy, very knowledgeable with race cars. And so I kind of called him. I said, hey, I'm putting this deal together. Uh, I need a crew chief. What, what do I got to pay you to come be my crew chief? And teach me and show me and, and learn stuff. So we, we found him and put that together. And then uh, my mom and uh, my mom, my stepdad and uh, his friend, and my friend now too, uh, Kyle Cahoon um, came on board and we, we kind of put together a team and we, uh, we didn't have the best year. We had uh, some good races and some not so good races. So we started the first race of the year was at Sunset Speedway. And we went there to go test. And Mark Dilly was manager of the track back then. Yep. So he said, all right, let's, uh, I said, hey, I want to go test, but I want you to be there. I want you to teach me. You know this track. You're a great race car driver. You've got experience. Can you rent the track to me and, and give me some pointers? So we went out there and tested. And uh, he's like, well, just go shake it down. Run some, go run some laps, shake it down, and we'll see. I'll talk after that. I just want to see, see what you got, okay? So I'm out there and do laps, and then I pull off the track, and he looks at Alan, Alan Gold. He's like, where'd you find this guy? He's like, so if he runs those laps next Saturday, he's going to lap the field. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, man, like like those lap times you're running, like you, like you got this thing figured out. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, here, get my truck. Let's go. Let's go look. There's a couple things you can clean up here and there. So we go and uh, we run these laps and whatever. And I guess we were running really good fast laps right out of the box, but like it, it felt pretty tight. I'm like, uh, he's like, how's the car? I'm like, uh, I don't know, it's pretty tight. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, look how fast you are, man. Like it's, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty tight. No, no, you're not touching the car. Okay. And then we come back with 30 cars on the track and a lot more rubber on the track. And the car went from tight to tight, 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 dump truck tight. Yeah. Which we fought and fought all day and struggled and couldn't get the thing to turn and were terrible. And we didn't even make the race. So it's not that that's and that's where I've learned right before where where I say I'm, I'm one that likes changing stuff where some people are like oh well you know just just leave it it's leaving it. it's like no if it, it's also hard to it's very hard and I, I I've taught taught in the trick before too where you go out and you run and you're like the fastest by like a tenth or two 
And then they're like, someone's like, oh, how is it? And I'm like, well, it's a little tight, but like, look how fast we are. It's like being fast is one thing. Being able to pass is another thing. Yeah. The fastest car out there, if you can't pass anyone, might as well not even pull on the track. So we, we struggled for that first race. We missed it. Uh, I think the second one was Lamborough, I want to say. And uh, I, I've gotten a lot better. Uh, I was not a good qualifier. Like we, we would run, depending on the track, we would run somewhere in the mid-teens speed-wise or some, some races where uh, we were a little bit better. We were sometimes in the top 10 in practice. But qualifying, like almost every time I missed it in qualifying. And uh, I always brag, or I, I bragged at one point when I was at McCall's um, working on one of my cars or picking up parts to uh, Jeremy Noon, who works at, at McCall's, um, that I was the winningest driver in the APC series that season because I won three last chance races. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it in the in the first go. I won the, the last chance races. So that was my little, uh, my little joke and uh, way to laugh about sucking at qualifying so we uh we won a couple last chance races um we had a good run at peterborough we again qualified 23rd out of 24 cars start at the back drove from last up to seventh with 10 laps to go i was on jr fitzpatrick's bumper uh in for sixth and jamie cox got into me coming off a of turn four and i spun and we came back up a couple more times in the last 10 laps and got in some more incidents and it didn't end up being a good night, but that was, that was probably our best run. We were battling for a, I don't know if we would have got to the top five, but uh, six or six or seventh place finish anyway. So we, we had a really good run there. Um, another race at sunset. We, uh, I think I got 10th at the one Delaware race. There's a lot of carnage there. We, we didn't have the speed to get 10th, but I think I got through with some carnage. Um, other race at sunset, the second one of the year, uh, went out for first practice and broke an axle, came in, uh, born an axle from, I think, Jamie Cox, went back out there. We were, I don't know, sixth or seventh on the, on the speed charts. And Matt Pritical was the fastest that in that practice. I remember he was the fastest in that practice. Uh, I was seventh fastest, but. I remember in the one session, he was in front of me by a straightaway and I caught him, like I caught him a full straightaway. So I might not have been the fastest, have the fastest single lap, but consistently like we were good. Yeah. And we got our race tires. My stagger was an inch different than it was in practice. And the car was terrible again. And it was very, very frustrating. So it was, uh, yeah, that's a tough series. Like if you, if you, I never drove a pro lame all before. So for me to think I'm going to jump in there and, and light the world on fire, especially with, with not an established crew or an established uh, routine. Like that's, that's a big part of it. I talk about notes. Like it, it's not just notes. It's routine. It's about working together. It's about understanding what the driver's saying, what, what your crew's seeing, how it all, like it's, it's, you don't walk in, it's like, uh, I don't know what a good example is. It's not like you can grab a, a bunch of different players and put them together and think that they're going to beat 
like uh, the Soviet Union back in the day yeah. when they had all those like when when you when you gel together, it makes so much of a difference. So to think you're gonna come in there a rookie, not have any experience with any of your crew, I, I didn't even know some of these guys before <laughs> like a couple months before we started going. So to to jump in there and think you're gonna do that, you're absolutely wrong. There is a lot of good race car drivers and teams with a lot of experience. Uh, a lot of teams that gel that work really well together there. So uh, all things considered, we had an okay year. It wasn't what I wanted because, like I said, I, I want to win every time I go out there. But uh, it was definitely uh, a good learning year. I, I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun. That's good. Um, yeah, that, you, you're right. That APC series is the t- like it's it's got to be one of the toughest series around. Like. Oh, yeah. Big Even time. in the super stocks now, like it's it's got to be one of the toughest, big time, series to be able to get into and and run consistently, yep. and to see like I I I watched I try to watch as much as I can sometimes like, you know I got I got two boys I got family like it sometimes sure. that stuff gets not gets in the way but, um yeah. you, you, it's hard to find the time to sit down and watch it but when I whenever I get a chance to go back and rewatch it I'm just like. I, I one person that always stands out is actually yourself. Thank you. <laughs> one person, you know, there, there's a few other guys I guys Chen with, um, yep. Dyson. There's there's a few guys that really just stick out whenever I'm watching the races. Um, and for like like again, one of those moments for me that sticks out for you, like one of those moments that I think of when I think of you, is Flambro last year. Yep. The I think you guys were only there for the one race at Flambro. Yep. Um. But that's the one that really sticks out to me because if I remember correctly, you had an incident in practice. Yeah. Uh, and I c- correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you guys had to go back to London to grab stuff and then come back and fix it. Oh, so this story goes back to Friday night. So we raced Friday night at Delaware. Yeah. And I, well, it even goes back a week before that. So we raced, uh, was it, okay, that's right. So two weeks before that, we raced at Delaware. Um, we just finished getting the car. Okay, it goes back even farther. Holy, <laughs> I started, started season. It goes back even farther. Yeah, so I'm pretty much giving you guys a rundown my whole year last year. So, so like I said, those first four races, we won three of the first four. It's like, we couldn't do anything wrong almost. It was so good. But like I said, roller coaster, right? It had to yep. come down. It sure came down quick at Peterborough Speedway. I did two and a half laps, and we were on a tow truck heading back to London. It was uh, not good. So we, we spent the week getting the car fixed back up, um, went out to Delaware that next week, it, we got it. We got it perfectly put back together. Like the thing was fast, right out of the box, and we started fifth in the race. We're working our way up, or started seventh or something. I was working my way up to the front. I got up to third in like two laps, and the couple cars that were in front of me, uh, the way they do the invert, were were slower on the speed charts than I was. So I was pretty confident if I got by them, and could, like I had a very good chance of winning that race. And I was passing Ryan Lapsovich on the front straightaway. And uh, I think he, I'm not sure if he thought that, uh, that he was clear and went to pull behind me, but he hooked me in the right rear. And I went straight in the outside wall, took the 
front clip off the car. So we worked for the next week and a half. Actually, we had an off week. I think we worked for the next week and a half, getting the car all put back together. Went, tested, awesome. Go and practice the next week. Fastest car, the thing's hooked up again. Like it was, like we did a really good job. Notebook, notebook, (laughs) right? So we we did that and uh, and I was kind of frustrated because uh, the way they do the invert with starting some of those slower cars at the front, uh, it gives everyone a, a chance, but some of them were were so slow that it was almost dangerous. And I mentioned it to uh, to one of the officials. I said, like, some of these guys are rookies and they're so slow. Like, it just it's causing wrecks. Like, I just I literally not sleep for the last two weeks and spent so much time and money getting this thing fixed. I, I just don't want like I, I everyone's a rookie and they have to learn. And or, I, like I said, I, I had years where I struggled and I wasn't fast, too. So, like, I totally understand all sides. But how is it even fun if you're a second slower than everyone and you're driving, there's no way you're looking at your windshield. It's all mirror and you're trying to figure out, you're just trying not to get run over. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, is there any way, like, can you guys change this up a little bit where we're not going to wreck so many cars? Like I just, I don't, I can't wreck my car. Again. And nope, this is how we're doing it. And, and, and then, uh, so the way they inverted it were the four cars for the heat race, the slow heat race. Uh, would start at the front of the feature and one of those cars failed tech so they moved the fifth guy up in there and I said like now we're even getting another even slower guy like it's you're just asking for problems no that's how we're doing okay you guys you guys make the rules so gotta respect it so after spending two weeks of working so hard on the car we got it we got it back working as fast again on the back stretch on lap one you got Rammy fast guys who want to get to the front before anyone else so they have a better chance of winning. Run over a slow lap car. I had to start far back because I was a points leader or won my heat or something. Huge wreck in front of me, absolutely nowhere to go. Cars absolutely destroyed. Lap one. Bring it in the pits. Um, Joe Lawrence, Paul Ginoli, Chris Lawrence. My crew, we all go out working on the car and get it fixed to go back out there. And I ran some more laps to get, get some more points. Then we went straight from Delaware to McCall Racing. We left McCall Racing at 5.30 in the morning. I stayed there all night. 5.30 in the morning, we left McCall Racing. I got back home at 6. I went to sleep for 45 minutes. Got back up. Worked all morning, and I I, uh, I should definitely be including my crew here. So so Paul Ginoli and uh, Joe Lawrence stayed up with me all night too. My wife was up with me all night, helping, doing anything she could. My dad, my uncle, all night. Um, so yeah, I slept for forty five minutes. Got back up. They they uh, they slept in a bit. I guess they got two hours of sleep, and then they came over. And then my mom and stepdad were were helping me in the morning as well with my dad and uncle who came over. We worked all day. Um, we pulled into the track at Flamborough. The super stocks were lining up for practice. Yeah. We unloaded it off the trailer, set the tire pressures, got up there. 
It was a smaller uh, crowd that that week. Yep. Probably only 18 cars, I think. And we were like 15th on speed chart. I'm like, oh man, no way. And off, not after all this. So then we work, we work, we make adjustments. I come across the stripe, like fourth fastest on the board. After all, we were working so hard. Like we, I think we went from, yeah, like 15th to 10th and then made more adjustments again. And then we were like fourth. So across the stripe, yeah, P4. Nice. And then I'm like, I want to make sure I feel this, like feel all the cars handling. I do a couple more laps. The very next lap, my rad cap popped off, which to this day, we still do not know. We always, and that's on our checklist to check every week. And that rad cap was tight. The rad cap popped off, wire, water shot out of my rad onto my right front tire, straight into the wall. Every piece of the suspension on the right front was totally dead and destroyed. We pull it in the pits, crash on it. So I've got uh, Lane Zardo's crew is giving me parts. Um, Jason Parker is giving me parts. Mike McCall and Joe Lawrence are over there helping me work on it. Um, myself, my crew, we're all going hard at getting this thing back together. We get it back together in enough time that on the way, like, so we, we finished putting it back together, rolled over to the tech shack, scaled it to make sure it was somewhere close, set the sway bar. I went directly from tech into line to go qualified because my group was up next because I was the last group, thankfully, because we were fourth fastest. And that's why I say to Mike McCall when uh, we're pulling into pulling into the tech shack. So I'm like, so I just shake this thing down or what? He said, no, you go in the pole. I'm like, okay. So uh, we went out there after completely rebuilding the right front suspension in like an hour and a half, and we qualified third. Like it was uh, that was that was one of one of my cool stories in racing. Like that that was. Uh, that was pretty cool. Like, again, that's another moment where chills cap. And I remember coming on the radio there and yelling at my crew, right? That's why we don't give up. That's why we keep fighting. Because we're, we're, we, we lost the, we lost the APC uh, quick, quick championship by two points last year. Yeah. Because we put ourselves in that position because we fought every single time. Anything went wrong. We didn't give up and, and we gave ourselves a chance. Absolutely. And like that, like you said, like that's the, that's the one memory of you. Like that stands out in my mind is seeing you guys wreck in practice, get the car back out there and, you know, qualify up front. You get um, qualifying too. So yeah. You, I think you ran, you ran around the top five for most of the day. I think I finished. Uh, yeah. I, was, I ran fifth for most of the race. I ended up finishing sixth. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good uh, bounce back. <laughs> and and to me, like I like, I was there with the CVMs because that's I do their media, yep. and so for me, I'm just like you know, like our guys were running or we weren't running at that time. I think our race series was down, so I'm like, might as well enjoy the races. So, and they see you go out there, and I'm like, I'm watching that black and orange number one go around. I'm like, for a guy who wrecked in practice, and you to me, it looked like you hit the wall pretty good. I'm like, what a bounce back! Like that's a storyline right there that like. I was really hoping um, Adam Ross and Clinton and Dale were all talking about last year because to me that that's a storyline of you're right, never giving up and never quitting on your on your team. Well, that and, and that's uh, like I'm pretty good buddies with Lane Zardo and he and he uh, 
he was kind of uh, upset when he won the championship there at Delaware last year that he didn't get a chance for a longer interview because that's what he said. He said, I was going to say in that interview, like, this whole season was about uh, not giving up. He said, at the start of the season at Delaware, I blew my engine up and we fought back all year and we got and we ended up winning. He's like, same with you. He's like, you, you won the first race at Delaware and then you wrecked on lap two at Peterborough. And then you wrecked in practice and came back. He's like, like there's just no quit in you guys, and there's no quit in us. And that's that's why and and that's why the two of us were battling for that championship because there's no quit and you can't have any any quit or ever let off gas in those series because they're just that competitive. And uh, even for him to to say that and document that really uh, yeah really makes you feel good about yourself. Absolutely. Um, we're going to jump over to our fan question period quickly. Sure. Um, as you saw earlier on social media, we put out there that you were coming on the show and, uh, we got a couple, I think we got a couple questions for you and Megan's going to deliver the questions here. Megan, okay. you ready? I think you sent me. It's only showing one. Is there more than that? No, I think it's just the one. I know okay. there, I think that I'll go double check real quick, but you can start going off with the first one. Okay. Um, so William, I'm guessing this is Instagram. William yeah. underscore Trillium said, what's your favorite track to race at? Jucasa. Uh, Gotta be Jucasa. We uh, we raced there. How many times we raced there? I think we raced there one, two. We raced there three, four, five either four or five times four okay actually that one that one that one it might be it's actually five or five or six times and we won twice and uh finished third in the other one so we had some great success there it is awesome there's so much grip so wide it's so much fun side by side racing you're going so fast i love that place that is one of the coolest tracks on like in Ontario, in my opinion. I, I say, oh, sorry. Sorry, Megan, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to I'm hoping it opens again. I drive by every day on my way to work. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. I'm sure, I'm sure you're not the only one. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. it's an awesome place. Like, uh, just so much fun side-by-side -side racing. I remember seeing the first pictures, like, I don't know why why I relate it to uh, Homestead Miami so much, but when I see the walls and I see the lights and whatever, like I'm like, this place looks like it's Homestead. Like it looks like a NASCAR. Like this is amazing, right? And then mm -hmm. then to go race there and uh, to have a couple wins there and like uh, my one win there was once again battling with Lane Zardo. We ran the last ten laps side by side, door to door, and. Uh, I beat him on the high side. We like, so my, my dad's been involved with my racing for since I moved up to Delaware, uh, in the, the bigger stuff. And, uh, every race he's seen at Delaware, you're going to the bottom, you're going to the bottom. Everyone wants the bottom. So there's a restart there with 10 laps to go. And I chose the top and my dad's like, what is this guy doing? Like what, <laughs> this guy's been catching. He's like, why, why is he giving on the bottom? Like I don't, and I took the top and we ran 10 laps side by side. I don't think we touched barely and we beat him on the top. And to be able to like, very rarely do you do that at a lot of these tracks because they're mainly bottom feeder tracks. So to have that 
option to run that second lane there and be able to run so fast with the speed up there like so much fun i love that place mm -hmm. we need another short canadian short track nationals oh yeah like, <laughs> Big time. I, I would i would love to see like um I, I don't get me wrong i love the prolates but i would love to see um like a week's worth of racing go on to that track oh yeah like it's, it's Kind of like what Delaware is doing at the end of September there for their for, you know we got the yeah we got the quick wig series, uh finishing up Friday night we got the APC series going Saturday, the Panties race going Sunday I'm like that is, I said it last week I'm like those are gonna be the three best days of racing in all of Ontario. Oh those it's like the the good old days like so, uh one of my sponsors and actually car car owner um Wendy Carter. We were talking the other day. So Steve and Wendy Carter are the car owners for us. And uh, we were talking about camping. There's a, uh, a shootout, the 70th anniversary shootout on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. At Delaware. And they were talking about camping for that. I said, well, camping's free and it's going to be an awesome race, whatever. But if you want to camp, like the big weekend is the 23rd, 24th, 25th, right? And then there's a concert on the Thursday night. Yeah. And I, I said, to, I said to Wendy, it's, it's just like the good old days when me and my best friend, Brad, uh, when me and Brad were uh, eight years old, giving uh, 16 year old girls rides on the golf cart up top because everyone camped down low. We would give them rides up top and think we're the coolest guys. Ever. <laughs> or we, we would get uh, people who don't want to walk there with their cooler. We get them to pay us five bucks and give them rides up top. And, and that was like, those uh that campground was full like oh, yeah. it, there's trailers all around area it was full party central everyone's going around to these different groups and different parties and it was crazy and there is absolutely no way that it's not going to be sold out on september 22nd 23rd 24th that that is going to be nuts there there is not going to be an empty seat in that house all weekend oh uh, it, it's it's it, uh, it's awesome and if it wasn't for the fact the CVMs were running their final points night that night, I was going to try and talk to the girlfriend in the earlier in the year. That's the weekend we're camping. Like we're, we're going that weekend. Cause that, that would have been so cool to go and watch all three series. Oh yeah. That's uh that's going to be an awesome weekend. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure yet if uh, as much as I want to be there for the Saturday and Sunday, I'm not sure if I will with, with this race season, I have 16 races this year, being as busy as it has been. I'm also um, in the background. I, I built a new shop at my house, and I'm totally renovating the house, and it's been on hold for a long time. So my wife has been waiting very, very, very. <laughs> so I feel like when that last, last checkered flag comes out, she's going to strap my tool belt back on me and kind of <laughs> lock, me, lock me in until I get everything finished here. So hopefully, hopefully we'll go because she always mentions – that she loves watching my race absolutely loves it is so uh involved in it but she's like we, we don't ever get to watch races with each other like she's like i i see you are racing but i want to watch a race with you like i want you to to tell me what you're seeing and and all that sort of thing so she might maybe fall for it and let us go to the race <laughs> and, uh, and i can show her what's up or, or i might i might be here working so we'll see what happens well, if she listens to the show. She might, she might go with the going to the track. So, because now, now that you put it out there, that she's like, mm, 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm a blackmail nerd. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't. I didn't go into our finishing of the of the questions there, though. That's our fan question period. Make sure you guys <laughs> tune in every Sunday to make sure who see who our guests will be, and uh, make sure you guys get your questions ready and find out uh, Sundays who our guests will be for the week. Um. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get you out of here in a couple minutes here, Trevor. So. Um, if there's anyone you want to thank your sponsors, family, now's the time to do it. Yeah, for sure. So I've got a, a very big list of sponsors that, like I said, if I didn't have all these sponsors, there's no way I'd make it to the track. So I'll just start rhyming them off. Inventory Express Lubricants, Carter Trucking, Fix Auto Collision, London Northwest, Wilds Printing, Lux Homes, Design Build, and Ahmed Wakas, DK Equipment. London Car Zone, MGV Concrete, Miniman Printing Press, R. Kennedy Trucking, Hodgins Custom Service, Outback Tire Shack, CEL Electric, Mr. Transmission on Exeter Road in London, The Twisted Hook, GNL Automotive, Hallmark Memorial, Dave Culver Auto Care, Novus Glass, London Northwest, Melrose Garage, 24 Hour Culver Towing, and Don Lee's Tap House, Don Lee's Cafe, Tap House, and Pizzeria in Lucan. I have so many people that I have, like, they're, you can't do this deal alone and have all those people. It's, it's absolutely humbling. And then I have to thank my family, my mom, my dad, my stepdad, my brother, my uncles, my uh, wife. I'm not sure if I said her or not yet. Better make sure. Uh, my mm -hmm. wife, she is huge with uh, with everything. My uh, um, my crew, Alan Gold, Tanner Perry, Daryl Stanley, Mason Culver, um, Greg Edgington helps me in the shop. Uh, Got to thank him for all his help. Joe Lawrence, Mike McCall. Um, I'm probably forgetting a couple. Um, there's there's so many people though I have to thank. I gotta thank all my uh, all my fans and friends who came out on Friday for uh, pack the track Trevor Culver fan night. So my wife thought of this idea a couple years ago where we bring as many fans and friends as we could to the racetrack, and we brought 550 oh, fans God. to the racetrack. The people that I know, neighbors, friends, family. Um, yeah, we, we brought a ton of people to the racetrack. We sold some t-shirts, hats. Kids came down for autograph sessions, pictures. It was a ton of fun. So I got to thank everyone who supports me because I, I'm going to brag here. I don't think anyone has as, as much support as I do, and I'm forever grateful for that. That's awesome. I love the fact mm -hmm. that, you, that you were able to bring out 550 people to the track um, <laughs> it was for, cool. for a night of racing, and that that is really cool. If awesome. um, uh, so, you said you had T-shirts and stuff of like that. Can anyone just order them, or do they have yeah, to? So, so if if anyone, uh, I guess the first step to that is everyone has to follow me on uh, my Facebook page, Trevor Culver Motorsports. And if you follow me on that page and send me a message, uh, yeah, we do we do sweaters, T-shirts, hats. Uh, we've got some women's tank tops, women's V-necks onesies for kids uh some 
small t-shirts for kids, youth sides, t-shirts, um, koozies. We got uh, beer koozies. Um, I think we still have some orange solo cups left. They are orange solo cups. So we put a black number one on. <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of all of our, our apparel. Yeah, and and a, another, there's a, a great time for me to, to do a shout out there. So Wilds Printing, my printing sponsor does such a good job with making us look good on and off the track with all the apparel and making the race car look as good as it does. And with the fastest stickers in Ontario, got to do a big shout out to Jason Wilds of Wilds Printing for all the help he does with that. That's awesome. I think I may have mm -hmm. to, uh, I definitely may have to uh, reach out to you and, uh, and, and see about a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to twist my wrist till the end. <laughs> I was gonna say both of us we love are we love our racing apparel. So yeah. like awesome. if anyone comes on it's like they're they're wearing their own merch. I'm like, mm, do they have any I thought the some? whole time that we're on here? I'm like, do I ask or do I just wait? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, sure. we'll, def we'll definitely out. be sending a message. Yeah. Awesome. Uh well, Trevor, we want to thank you for jumping on with us this week. It was definitely great having you. I I don't think we touched on any, as much as I wanted to. So maybe next next uh, next year we're going to have to bring you back on and finish off our conversation. Uh, if you yep. ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome to. We're always uh, we're always willing to have people come back. We we've had you know Wally Wilson and Cameron Thompson like three times now. So oh, wow, they're, cool. they're they're kind of going battling to see who's on the show most. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you ever want to come back, just feel free. Um, we can, uh, we'll, we'll get you on the schedule. Um, yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Well, uh, when's your next race so that we can, uh, we race the next five Fridays at Delaware. So we race, uh, next Friday it's point race. The second Friday after that is the shootout. Um, which is show up points and then two more to finish off the season for the Delaware week weekly series. And then the last one on the 23rd is the finale for the quick quick. All righty. Well, we definitely, I'll be definitely putting, uh, putting it out there. Make sure you guys also tune in. You guys can tune in to Rogers TV London, as well as um, you can search up Delaware speedway on YouTube, where you guys can also find, uh, the live races right there on YouTube, which is very handy for people who live outside of London. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. I actually, I got, I got to touch on that too. I, I, I keep rambling on here. No wonder you're not good, man. So, the company I work for, one of my sponsors, CEL Electric. We have six. Here's another plug here. See, I <laughs> so we have six branches throughout uh, Canada. We have a branch in BC, um, two branches in Alberta. Uh, one in Camrose, one in Calgary, head offices in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and one in Winnipeg, and then the London branch, which I work at. And I was talking to our national safety, uh, our national safety coordinator um, on Friday, and uh, he's coming to visit us. He, he comes around all the offices, and he's coming to visit us next week. And uh, I said, oh, you're, you're a week late, Davide. If you, uh, if you would have come this week, you could have come to pack the track, Trevor Collar fan night. He was like, what? What is this? What is this? And I told him. He's like, oh, that's crazy. And I said, you can watch it. He's like, what do you mean? I said, it's live on YouTube. He's like, no way. So then 
he sent it out to everyone in our company and sent an email out. He's like, our very own Trevor Culver is having a fan and friend night at the track or this, that, whatever. It's on Rogers on YouTube. And I sent him the link. And and I, I'm not saying that uh, that I was the complete reason, but I feel like I helped with a couple a couple people when I was talking to Rogers TV after the race. They said that was the most views they've ever had. They were up a little bit. So that's that's why that's why it is great that they have this other avenue to get people involved in watching it. It's, it if you're gone away and you're not within the the Rogers viewing area, you could be watching it in Calgary. You could be watching it in Mexico. You could be watching it anywhere, right? So that's why Rogers and Delaware are geniuses. They're doing an awesome job. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll definitely be watching it, and good luck in your next uh, next few races here. Um, and good luck in uh, and we we'll look forward to seeing uh, where you end off for the season. Well, thank thank you guys for uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, the good luck messages. And yeah, very uh, very honored to be on the show, and it was a lot of fun. Awesome, glad you had fun. We'll catch you later. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye now. Yeah. All right, guys. That was Trevor Culliver, the driver, the number one down there at, uh, in the Superstock Division of Delaware Speedway. As always, we want to thank uh, our guests for coming on. It was definitely nice having Trevor on because he he told a lot of stories, and I didn't get mm -hmm. to some of the questions I wanted to, which is fine. But that means we get to bring him back on another time. Um, hopefully next year, and we'll see we'll see what happens. And you know, we wish him all the best in the rest of the twenty twenty two season. Um, next week on the show, we talked about it earlier. Rick Mitchell is making his debut on the show. And Megan Mitchell is going to be our main interviewer that night. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to see how this goes. Um, we're, we're throwing you a lot more, a lot more responsibilities towards your way now. eh? Mm -hmm. Are you excited oh, for it? I am. I feel like, you know, when I did it with Scott, I, I was still like, if you like that, yeah. but yeah. And then when I did it with Claude, it was, it was better. And I mean, doing it with my dad, it should be a lot easier because I, I mean, he's my dad. <laughs> I talk to him every day. Like, exactly. <laughs> he's my dad. That's now, all I can now, say. now you're just going to have like a fly on the wall and myself just be like, mm -hmm. what they saying? That's what I told him. Like, just, you know, act like it, it's just a conversation between me you and John. Like just yeah. any of our typical conversations that we have on a normal weekend like exactly and it'll be all good you don't have to worry about who's going to be listening on when on it Tuesday. comes out i mean just at the time just yeah just worry about you know uh, have it just the three of us exactly right that's all i do um <laughs> i'm i'm looking forward to that uh we still we only got a couple weeks left this season. I'm kind of kind of getting up, like upset about that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we we got two races left in the CVM schedule. We got two races left up at Sobble. Um, we got the APC three three technically because we got APC next weekend. Then we got the uh, the double header with the boss of the beach concluding the season on September fourth. Um, man, what else we got? Two races with the CVMs we got, and you know, once after Frostober or 
yeah, I'm going to say Frostoberfest because we guaranteed it's going to be after um, mm-hmm. Autumn Colors. I'm calling it now. Frostoberfest is going to just finish after Autumn Colors. Um, yeah. Then we're done. Like, I'm done doing the write-ups and posts and, and you know, I. it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird to think. Like, it just feels like the other day, like, the season started. It does. It's flew by. It has. And next year, we I got to talk to you more because I, I, I want you to play a bigger role in, in Joe Media next year. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you're going to be busy with racing. I know that. And I, 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 I would like it if you come work with us, too. Yeah. Um, we're going to uh, hopefully expand a little bit. And I really want to try to grow this thing and see where we go, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, uh, that's the big thing right now is I want to see where, where we end up, you know, I kind of hope we end up with the studio, you know, it's uh, bigger than this room that I'm in right now and yeah, have a table I mean, and the guests come in and this is just the beginning really. So. Exactly. We're, I'm having a lot of fun doing this and you mm-hmm. know, we're 72 episodes in. I'm gonna be honest. I never thought I was gonna make twenty in. Aww. I I'm gonna be honest. I I I'm so hard on myself. I feel that. And yeah. the fact that we even made it to twenty episodes, even to fifty episodes, and now we're at seventy two. I'm like, we've come a long way, mm-hmm. and this is just getting a. It, it, we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, I threw out there on Facebook last week there about what our off season. <laughs> What yeah. what are, what the podcasting schedule is going to look like, <laughs> and I think Megan might be a little upset that we <laughs> that I was thinking of stopping for the winter. I get so bored. <laughs> I think we're going to move to an every other weekend schedule. I think that'd be cool. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of drivers too that they just need some sort of racing fix, and yeah, not that there's a lot that you can. T- talk about over the off season but like but it's great to catch up and i mean you know it's it's great to still catch up with them and talk to them and and find out what what they have been up to yeah because if we haven't seen them since you know for two months what have they been up to Mm -hmm. that's weird I just all of a sudden I had like a mustache, like hair in my in my mouth. I'm like, I don't know how that ended up there. Like, I was, <laughs> that was a bad time for you to drink a water there. I was waiting for that to come right back at the screen. <laughs> oh boy, um, we still have, we still have one cup. We still have one Joe Media cup. So if anyone's looking for a cup, we still got one in stock. Um, we're gonna probably put an order in over the off season. Like I said, we're gonna start stocking up. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Is we're gonna get it. I gotta talk to your sister, see if she wants to do a design for us, um, for a Joe Media shirt. And uh, yeah, I already love what your sister does with our banner, and and you know we're already. I I got her. I want her to do the the calendar again this year. Or she didn't do it last year, but I want her to do it this year. Um, 
and give her, her own flair on it. I, lo- I, mm-hmm. I love what she does. So, um, she, does she have Facebook or uh, yeah? She she just got a Facebook page. I had to make it for because I knew she wouldn't do it anytime soon. So I, I made it, and I'm like, I'm making you a. I don't know what they call it. Post or something. Yeah. Giving her control of the page. I'm like, here's your page. Get going. <laughs> I, I felt I, I feel that because I felt bad because my buddy who did the um video for the CVMs for the wow one day painting. Mm-hmm. Um he uh uh he's like I, I felt he's like I feel bad because I feel like I had to make a page now. To, to have guys come to me for editing and i'm like i'm like, I'm sorry dude i'm like if i knew that i would have just taken it out and i said hey my buddy brandon made this up for me yeah and he's like oh it's all good it's like it kind of helped help me kickstart it i'm like all right exactly um but he like i said he's got he's he's already got some more work coming his way he knows this so <laughs> uh this offseason i'm gonna put his ass to work <laughs> um but again, like I, I'm, I'm wanting to expand. I want to bring. Like I, I gotta talk to Rachel. I, I want to do better, posts for next year. I'm gonna suffer the way we've been doing it for this year, <laughs> but next year it's gonna look different. Mm-hmm. And this off season, I'm gonna sit down, really go through some things, and pray that, uh, pray and hope that we can. And work and work our asses off and get where we want to go. Definitely. Um, I, I want our post to look a lot, a lot more professional than what I have been doing, and I feel like I need to step up. So, Rachel, if you're listening, <laughs> get, get ready for some off-season work if you want it. Um, I'm sure she'll take it. Yeah. I know she's uh, been doing some stuff for. I mean, she most she's mostly been just kind of getting her feet wet, working for like us, you, yeah. Scott. She's doing some stuff for Caitlin, so it okay. gets her some good experience and yeah. gets her into the field that she went to school for. So, exactly. and I mean, I don't know if I'm biased. I just I think she does an incredible job. So look look at the banner we got. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I feel like I. I feel like with her design, I felt like I went, the banner is too small. I, like <laughs> I needed a bigger size. And, you know, and she's, and I remember her telling me, it was like, she can resize it to whatever I need it to be, too. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be, you know, this is better. She'll make it the size of a blanket if you want a blanket. <laughs> oh, God. No, I, I, I want to get some proper designs made up for hats and t shirts and, so uh so when we head out places we can we can rock our Joe Media gear and mm-hmm. um and look as you know look as good as we sound. Thank well you. I I won't I'll, I'll look better than I sound so <laughs> Oh boy, we're I'm up. Uh, I, I I sound better than I look so <laughs> I, I look worse than I sound, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> oh boy. Um 
next weekend i am taking the week on off from racing uh i will be in niagara falls for the day next saturday um hanging out with uh jacqueline and uh some of her friends um or you're gonna be back about you're a little bit you're gonna be back at flamber with the pure socks yes um yeah i really don't have much else for you now <laughs> to think about um so what do you say we just sign off and get the heck out of here for the night sure all right thank you guys for listening to episode 72 of the true north a racing podcast brought to you by Joma media promotions on behalf of megan mitchell i'm john morrison thank you guys make sure you guys also like comment share subscribe uh we are available on anchor apple google spotify youtube follow us on facebook instagram and twitter to see where you guys are going to be able to catch us and uh i feel like i just missed something but that's it i'm done i'm tired let's get the <laughs> heck out of here all right my name is john morrison we'll see you guys later and megan Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just butchered that so bad. <laughs> you do better than I do. That's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> Hope you guys all have a safe and happy week. Enjoy the races next weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Bye now. Yes.